Friends, have you ever heard the expression, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Many, most of us have heard that expression, I'm sure. But you know, I want you to know tonight, a bigger lie has never been told. You have to be very careful to what you say because your words can destroy you. Because it's a trick of the devil to get you to agree with him, for your words can be the gate that lets him in. A lot of people don't understand that. I want you also to remember that your problem has ears, and your words uh, matter more there really than you realize. And I know I'm talking a lot about the words tonight, but that's what I've been called to do. That's what I'm anointed to do. So everybody does what the Lord has called them to do. So I don't apologize for that, because the Lord always gives me a different path. And, and a different word that ministers to you. It ministers to me if it doesn't minister to you. <laughs> but I believe that it will. It reminds me of who I am in him. And it also reminds me that where my power is. My power and, and, and is coming out of my mouth. And that I, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for my life. You know, and, and the Lord is only going to do what I give him the, the, um, the, uh, the, the ability to do through my words. I want you to remember, remember that in Acts 16, when Paul and Silas were beaten and put in jail, most of us, all of us are familiar with that, how their hands were beaten and how they were all bloody and bleeding. And in Acts 16, 12, in easy read, it says the whole crowd turned against Paul and Silas. And it also says that the officials tore the clothes off of both these men and ordered that they be beaten with rods. And it says in verse 23 that they were beaten severely and thrown into jail, and that also that the officials told the jailer, he said, guard them, he said, very carefully. In verse 24, it says that when the jailer heard this special order, he put Paul and Silas as far back in the jail as he could get them and bound their feet between large blocks of wood. However, the officers made one huge mistake, friends. They made one huge mistake when they put Paul and Silas back in that jail, and when they bound their feet in these large blocks of wood, they forgot one thing. They forgot to tape up their mouths. And that is where the power is. It's in your mouth. Your tongue is your weapon, according to Ephesians 6.17. And it says also in, six, in Acts 16.25 in the New Living Translation, it says around midnight, that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And it says that the other prisoners were listening. And it says, suddenly, suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its very foundations. And it says that all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Hallelujah. Just think about that. Every, every prisoner, everyone in that jail, every one of their chains fell off. Not only Paul and Silas's, but all of them. And it goes on to say that the guard woke up and he saw the doors that were open. And so he immediately thought that all the prisoners had escaped. Saints, I'm sure that the guard was in a panic mode. But Paul reassured him that they were all still there and not to hurt himself. And the Bible says that the guard even took them to his own house and cleaned their wounds and fed them. It also says that all the people were happy. You know why they were happy? Because now they believed in God. Now they had a God to believe in, and so all the people were happy. So, you know, we can minister and we can witness anywhere, anytime. 
But there aren't too many people, I don't think, that's going to be singing praises and witnessing to God when they've been beaten with rods and stuck in, the, in a prison cell. And I understand that that cell was probably not much bigger than this that they put, put them in. And so they didn't have very much room there. But you know, friends, as long as you can move your mouth, you can move any mountain. Are you hearing me? As long as you can move your mouth, you can move any mountain. As long as you can move your mouth, you have authority in your mouth over any mountain or any situation. It says the prisoners heard Paul and Silas, but they were not the only ones that heard Paul and Silas. Their prayers and their praises went all the way up to the heavens. It went all the way up to the throne of God. And it came up as a sweet fragrance to the ears of God. And the power of God came down on their praises. And suddenly, as the scripture says, there was a massive earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison. Hallelujah. Friends, don't ever forget that your voice is your address in the realm of the spirit. And that's the title to my message tonight, that your voice is your address in the realm of the spirit. So when you finish praying and you start and you finish casting your cares, you just rest your case and you then you just begin to praise God. That's what Paul and Silas were doing. They were in there. They had nothing. You know, when the Bible says stand, really, if you translate that in Hebrew, it's talking about rest, that you rest. Jesus rested. They just rested. They don't, they don't mean that you don't do anything. But they were praising God in, despite, in, 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 in spite of it. And remember what Hebrews 11.1 1 says. It says, faith shows, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. And it is the evidence of things that we cannot see. It's kind of like a, a lawyer, you know, or an attorney. When he finishes presenting his case, he rests his case, and then he sits down. You know, or an artist, you know, they'll do the same thing. When an artist finishes their work, you know, they just sit down, you know. They just put their paintbrush down and they sit down. And actually, that's what God did, too. When he finished his work, it says he rested. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, and easy read, said, God finished the work that he was doing. So on the seventh day, it says he rested from his work. And that's what we have to do, too. You know, we pray. Then we cast our cares we give it to the Lord, and then we move on. Let the Lord take over. That's what it tells us to do in 1 Peter 5, 7. Just throw it on Jesus. Just throw it on him and let him carry our burdens. We don't have to carry them. And most important, remember what I said. Be careful what you say because your problems has ears. Satan is listening. He's listening and he's waiting for an appropriate time. He's waiting for an opportunity to get in. He has power, but he doesn't have authority. You have both power and authority. And he's just waiting for you to give him that opportunity. He can't do anything unless you let him in. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the importance of the spoken word of your mouth, of your lips. Your lips are keeping you broke. Your lips are keeping you sick. Your, 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 your lips are, are, is the one that's causing all these problems. It's the way you're talking. Listen to yourself talk sometimes. I listen to some people talk sometimes, and, and, and I know why they're in the situation that they're in. And I know I don't have it down pat. 
David doesn't have it down pat, but we've got, we've got a hold on it. And, and I know that someone got angry with me, a family member last week, very angry with me because I didn't let them know about David being in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. I didn't let them know about my son-in-law right away. But you know, it, to us, it's a spiritual thing. You know, we'll call on a couple of people that we know that will pray with us. It's not that others wouldn't, but you, you have to be careful. You want to keep your circle really tight because you want the doors closed and the windows shut. You don't want to give Satan any opportunity to get in and, and do damage. He's already done enough damage. You don't want to make it any worse. And so I couldn't tell them. Because I didn't, I know where they are, and I don't know what they're going to say. And so I told them, I said, David, and I don't tell many people, I said, for several reasons. One, he don't want things to get back to his company. Another, he doesn't want, you know, the enemy mostly to get in and do more damage. And so we've prayed now, we're trusting the Lord. And we trust and we appreciate our prayer warriors. But like I said, you have to be careful. Don't get on Facebook. I've said this thousands of times. Don't go on Facebook and share everything with everybody. You're just, I mean, you're, you're just like swinging that gate wide open and you're saying, Satan, come on and let's just get down and have a party. Because that's what's, that's what's going to happen unless you're posting something good. Just as God's angels are standing by to hearken to your words, which it tells us this in Psalms 103.20, Satan's demons are, they're standing by too. Listen to me. If there were certain words that you knew would affect your life negatively, there are things you would not say. If you knew in here tonight that you said something today that was going to affect your life, your health, or your finances, or your family, or your job, you wouldn't have said it if you would think about what you're saying. We have to get a revelation of how serious our words are because your words are affecting your life. Every day, the enemy is trying to get something in your mouth that he can act on in your life. But also the Holy Spirit is trying to get something in your mouth that he can act on. They're both. The Holy Spirit is working overtime, trying to get something in my mouth and your mouth that he can work on. And Satan is putting thoughts in your mind to get you to speak those thoughts out so he can act on those. Because he can't act unless you do. He can put the thoughts there. But he can't act unless you open, up, unless you open the door. And that's why the Lord tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, to bring every thought into captivity. And because, you know, your words, they're thoughts before they're words. So you have to think about things. Saints, who do you want to cooperate? Who, who do you want to cooperate with? And this is not a trick question. Who do you want working in your life? Ask yourself, who do you want working in your life? If it's the Lord, then you better get a hold of your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says the power of life and death is in your mouth. And I know that most of you in here have read that scripture in Proverbs 
1821 many, many, many times, but grasp the meaning and the power that's in those words and every word really that God says. You know, I want you to know that Jesus didn't speak just to express how he felt. Jesus didn't talk. He didn't chew the fat. He didn't yak or chat. Or uh, one that I heard somebody say one of the most common things is a person says, well, I'm just saying. And usually that's nothing. Just a lot of hot air. Most people, well, I'm just saying. Be careful what you're just saying. When he spoke, he was expecting something to happen. When we speak, we want to see something happen. So speak directly, directly to your problem. Speak directly to your body, to your situation. In other words, speak to your mountain. Saints, don't cancel out your prayers with your words either. In other words, don't have a double confession. This is where most people mess up, is with a double confession. A double confession, for instance, is we have an altar call. You come up, you ask for prayer, we pray for you. The Lord lays hands on you. The Lord works, he moves, you're healed. And, 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 and just because the symptoms don't leave like that doesn't mean you're not healed. By faith, you receive your healing. By faith, you receive it. Not by feeling, by faith. And then you go out maybe to, to, tomorrow or the next day and somebody says something you're about feeling. Well, I don't know. I, I really still got this pain in my leg. And I did. yes, I did get prayed for, but I just don't know if it was working or not. You know, maybe, maybe I need to get prayed for some more. Would you pray for me? That's a double confession. You know, in other words, what you should have said was when somebody said, well, how are you feeling? You say, thank you, but I'm, he I'm healed. Praise God I'm healed, you know, and I'm, it's getting better every day, every day. Thank you, Lord. You know, you can't have a double confession. Jesus has instructed us to speak to our mountains according to Mark eleven twenty three in the God word translation. In verse 22, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, have faith in God. And I capitalized that. Just have faith in God. In verse 23, Jesus said, I can guarantee this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt, but believes what he says will happen. He can say to this mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and he says it'll be done for him. Verse 34, 24 says, that's why I tell you, he says, to have faith that you have already, and I capitalized that, already, that you have already received whatever you prayed for, and it'll be yours. So he's saying, so I know most of you have heard this, like I said, a lot of these scriptures hundreds of times, but please listen here to what Jesus is telling you. He says, that's why I tell you to have faith that you have already received whatever you prayed for, and it will be yours. The only thing is holding us back is you've got to believe that you've already got it. You don't have it just because you see it and you feel it. You have it the moment that you believe. Hallelujah. Jesus wants you to speak out loud his words. You know, I heard this story once about this umpire 
who had retired from being an umpire for the NBL, for the National Baseball League, for those that are not good with initials like me, <laughs> had no idea what MBL stood for. But he was asked to give a speech at one of uh, the local banquets. And, and of course, everyone expected him to have a lot to say, you know, because he'd been an umpire for a long time. And maybe they was going to give a really good speech and give them some pointers, you know, because he had all this experience. However, it says that the old umpire stood up and he said these words. He said, some are balls and some are strikes, but they ain't nothing until you call them. And then he sat down. <laughs> Think about that. As David says often in the book of Psalms, he often says, he uses the word selah, which only means pause and think about that. Friends, think about what that old umpire said. They ain't nothing until you call them. And this is what Romans 4.17 tells us, clearly tells you. He said to call those things that are not. In other words, call it the way you want it to be. You don't speak it the way it is. This is where we get confused. This is where the enemy tricks us all the time. He gets us to call it the way it is. If it's pain, we speak it. If it's poverty, we speak it. We don't want that. We want to call it the way we want it to be. We call it. And like I said, it ain't nothing until you call it. And I can vouch for that. Took a long time, and I'm still learning. Still learning. Hallelujah. Everything I have today, I wrote it down in 2004 up to now as the Lord spoke it to me. I began speaking his words into existence, calling them in like somebody would call their puppy. I don't have a puppy anymore, but you call the puppy. The puppy would come. And I found out that if you'll speak according to the scriptures and do as the Lord instructs us to do and call those things to be not as though they are, We'll get those too. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, it says, The word is very near you. He says it's in your mouth and in your heart so that you can obey it. He says, see, he says, I have set before you today life and goodness as well as death and disaster. And the Lord also tells us in Romans 10, 8, The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, he says, that we are proclaiming. He says, we need to be confessing God's word over everything, and we must believe what we say. The key is in believing what you say. Are you hearing me? That's where the key is. The key is in believing. Hallelujah. Remember what Jesus said in verse 23. He said, I can guarantee this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt, but believes what he says will happen. You know, some people go through some of the worst times of their life not understanding that the power is in their mouths. Some people never, never get that. I think uh, Donna was telling me that a 75-year-old or 80-year-old man called the ministry for prayer after listening to some of my messages and was almost crying because he said he he never knew that you could speak the word and how and how it was changing things 
He was just only sorry that it had taken him that, taken him that long. But brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. Just, be, just start where you pick up where you start from and start using it. And let the rest of your life be, be different and be more blessed. Are you hearing me? And, that's where, and that is where your battle, it, you know, this is where your battle is either lost or won. Right here. You have to stop, you have to stop talking death and, and talking failure. You've got to stop it. And get the words God has given you to say about your situation. And when you do, you have to be consistent. You have to speak it consistently. You do that day after day after day, and things will change, and, and you will come out of your situation into the blessing. And let me explain this to you. How many of you in here tonight heard me coughing? Probably everybody. It's been, well, most people have heard me coughing. It's been an issue for quite some time. I quit smoking over 25 years ago, and the cough eventually kind of went away, and a few years ago, it started coming back. And, and so finally, I, just, I thought, I'm just, I'm tired of this. Sometimes you just got to get sick and tired of it. But I, I want to give you an example of about speaking consistently. So I prayed, I have prayed over this cough a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. It's not gone away entirely, but I know it's, I'm, it's gone. The symptoms, I should say, the symptoms are hanging around. But I'm healed. Amen. So every time I cough, I say, cough in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave my body. I command you to flee me. You're illegally trespassing. And I command you, lungs, throat, you belong to me. And I command you to function the way God created you to function. And I thank you, Jesus, that you have set me free from this spirit of infirmity of coughing. That to whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And God, I thank you that I'm set free. And I have to be consistent with this every day, off and on, all day long, or ever how often it takes. I have to say this, just like for three years now, I speak to my eyes every morning. The first thing when I get up in the mornings and I go back to the doctor to tenth for another checkup, which I get yearly. But my eyes are good. I have perfect day vision. I have perfect night vision. I have 20-20 vision. But he told me years ago that I had immaculate, whatever you call it. How does he? You speak, 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 speak. Your body has to obey you. Your circumstances has to obey you. You're the one that has the authority. You're the ones that have it. It's up to you. But you, just because it didn't go away the first time or the second time or the third time doesn't mean I did that with my smoking 25 years ago was when the Lord first began to show me consistency. Do what he tells me to do. He told me what to do, and I did it and did it and did it. And about three months later, I woke up. It got better and better and better. But one morning I woke up, had no desire for a cigarette whatsoever, and still hasn't, haven't. Consistency, consistency. You've got to use the Word of God, and you have to believe it, and you've got to act on it. And you've got to speak something that the Holy Spirit can act on. And you've got to watch what's coming out of your mouth that Satan's working on. Because he's going to destroy you. 
If you let him, he will destroy you. In other words, you need to, to stop speaking death and poverty and speak healing over your body and begin to call every debt paid in full. Saints, this is some of my confessions that I confess each day, and, and they change from day to day, but I still confess the word because I've got tons and tons of confessions. And some I do every day, uh, and some, you know, different ones. I have so many, but you know, there's a big Bible. And there's a lot of words in there, you know, and they cover a lot of territory, you know. So, you, you know, I can't cover them all in one day. But this is some I speak. And, of course, I found out the other day when, in my prayer closet that I was speaking a lot that I hadn't spoken before. I didn't even have them written down either. But I must write them down. <laughs> that I decree and declare that my mouth is a weapon that speaks the uncompromising, unstoppable word of the living God. I declare that any adversity, attacks, accidents, and tragedies that were headed my way are diverted right now in the name of Jesus. I declare and confess that as I speak God's promises, they come to pass. They stop all attacks, assaults, and oppression and fear for my life. Hallelujah. Saints, you need to keep this in your thoughts. You are a speaking spirit. You are a speaking spirit. You are a spirit made in the likeness of God your Father, and He made you and created you a speaking spirit. That is one of the great things that make us, you and me, like God, is the fact that we have been created speaking spirits. It makes us more godlike, even the sons of God. It tells us in Galatians 3.26, he says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In Romans 8.16, it says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Remember in Genesis, the first thing that God did was to speak. We've talked about this before in, in messages, and I'm sure that you'll agree that according to Psalms 33, 6 in the New King James, it says, About the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all of the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He says, And then God created man, and when he created man, he created him with dominion and authority. And that's you and me. He created you and me with power and authority. We possess the ability, the same ability, to speak words of faith and life according to Luke 10, 19 and Hebrews 2, 8. We can choose what we want. We can choose creative power or we can choose destructive power. It's our choice. We get to choose. We can put, we can put what we choose into words and express it and then we can release it. Whichever one you chose, destructive power or creative power. You could, you could put it into words, express it. I wanted to express some the other day. And I did say a couple of things. And then I kept thinking about it, and I had a, a meltdown thinking about it. You know, have you ever know? Have you, have you ever had a meltdown? And you ever felt like, I just need a good cry? You know, and so I called my sister, and I spoke with her about this situation that caused a breakdown. And, and I, I, I couldn't understand where it was coming from, you know, because I hadn't done anything, you know. I, I wasn't guilty. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, they say that all the ones that, that loved you seem to hurt you the most. 
And, and so it seemed to cut the deepest. And, and so this is where it was coming from. And, 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 and I had some thoughts, you know, the enemy put some thoughts in my mind about what I should say and what I should do. But none of these is what I should do. But they all sounded good. And that's all the flesh wanted to do. do the flesh wanted to do that and then some more. But I didn't. And the next morning, I did the opposite. I sent them a nice text and invited them out to lunch. And told them I loved them. Never said a harsh word. Never did say a harsh word to them. I haven't gotten to the point where I can laugh about things yet. But you can do the right thing. You don't have to let the enemy. Oh, he loves to separate family. He loves to separate friends. He, lo he loves division. He's doing his best now to break up the churches and, and the families and the children. But we don't have to let him. We're the ones that have the power and the authority over him. Praise God. Like I said, we can, we can put what we choose into words and express it and release it. However, with this privilege, you have this privilege, you can do this. But it, with it comes a great responsibility because of how serious words are. We need to learn how to make our words work for us. Put our words to work. Let them work for us. Everything that God is going to do in this earth starts by his word entering into the earth. My point this e evening is, if God brought everything from the unseen into the scene by speaking it, how do you think that you're going to get them any differently? If, if God himself got it that way, how are you going to get it? You're going to have to get it the same way. How are you going to bring those things that you want from the unseen into the scene without calling them? Like, like the umpire said, some are strikes, some are out, but it ain't nothing till you call them. How are you going to bring those dreams of yours and goals into reality? Here's how you're going to do it, brothers and sisters. Through your words of faith and life, you're going to speak. Because just like God, just like his son Jesus, remember, you are created in the likeness of God. Let's see what it means to be created in God's image and in his likeness. In Genesis 1.26, in Amplified Bible, God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness, and let them have complete authority. How much authority, saints? Complete, complete authority over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the beast. He says, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. He, he says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We have some walking around that we don't know what they are. You know, maybe they don't know who they are, but God knows who they are. They can put on a dress or pants, whichever one they're choosing to be. But God created them to be a male. And no amount of surgery can change that. Or a female. No amount of surgery can change that. 
He created you. What he created, he created. You might look like that, but God don't see you that way. God sees you the way he created you. He created you in his image and in his likeness. And so it doesn't matter, you know, what they do. Praise God. So as believers in Christ, we have a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. And that's God himself, according to uh, Galatians 3.10. Friends, what I'm saying here, what am I saying here? I'm saying that Satan is trying to keep you in the dark. He's trying to keep us all in the dark. Because that's the only way that he can continue to deceive you. That's the only way that he can hurt you is through deception, as I said before, and filling you with his lies, making you think that you're powerless. He wants you to think that you're powerless, that you don't have any authority. And Satan, he's just kind of thinking, well, if I can just keep them spiritually dead, if I can just keep the word out of them. He says, and then I can seize them in spiritual darkness. But once they wake up, once they see the truth and the light, There'll be no limitations to what God can do. Once you get the truth in you, there'll be no limitations to what God can do. Hallelujah. Hosea 4, 5 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When the Lord called me into the ministry 23 years ago, and he called me in this, and then gave me this ministry 11 years ago, this is one of the things that he spoke to me. He told me that his people were perishing for lack of knowledge. And that they were going to lose their battles because they didn't know how to fight their battles. Because it, it, the battles that we have are not human. They're not done, uh, dealt with humanly or physically. They're, they're spiritual battles. And he said they're in a battle. He said, but they're going to get worse. He said, and they don't know how to fight. And he, he, he anointed me to teach his word. He said he wanted me to teach his word and to teach it in a plain and simple way so that any and everybody could understand it. He didn't want anything complicated. He didn't want any $25 words. He wanted it plain and simple so that anybody can understand it. He said, because my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Satan, Satan is counting on keeping you in the dark. He wants you to be ignorant of God's truth. Are you hearing me? Saints, God is only limited by your words. He said, choose life and not death. He told you that in Deuteronomy 30:19. And in uh, Proverbs 18, 21, we've read this before, but I'll read it in the easy read. It says, the tongue can speak words that bring life or death. And those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. What does that mean? It means you're going to get exactly what you say. You will get exactly what you say. God said you will. I don't say that. The Bible says you'll get what you say. And God said in, in, in Matthew 12, 36, that we will be held accountable for every idle, non-working word that we speak. And I'm not going to preach on that tonight. But I will remind you that God is not going to hold me accountable before what Sister Dorothy or Amy was to say about me or say to me. But he will hold me accountable for what I say. And so for every non-working word, every word that I speak that does not bear any fruit, he's going to hold me accountable to it. Every idle non-working. And like I said, he's only going to hold me accountable for what I say, not for what somebody else says and does against me. So when this person was saying that stuff, he's not going to hold me accountable for that, but he's going to hold me accountable for how I respond. Amen. So keep that in mind. It's, it, he's going to hold you accountable for what you do. 
not somebody else. And we're all going to have to stand before him one day. And the way things are looking, that's going to be sooner than we think. And the word power in Proverbs 18.21 can be translated hand. It says, God turned all his speaking authority into the hands of our words. Let me say that again. God has turned all his speaking authority into the hands of our words. We are the mouthpiece for the word of his power with which he controls and upholds all things. Hallelujah. Psalm 78, 41, Jesus and King James says, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Are you limiting God with your words? I know I have and still do sometimes and probably always will limit him to a certain extent because none of us will ever get perfect. But we can improve. <laughs> I'm working on improving. <laughs> and as I've said before, God has given you a mouth to change the seasons of your life. In other words, if you don't like the direction your life is going in, you have the power and the ability to turn it around. Your tongue is likened to a steering wheel. I preached on this in the mountains, I think, last year. <laughs> and you can read about this in James chapter 3, you know, where it talks about the rudder of a ship and the bit in the horse's mouth and, and all. And I would say like that rudder on a ship, maybe you could um, liken it to the, a steering wheel, you know. If you don't like the direction that you're going in, just go that way. You know, you, you're, you can turn it. The Bible says, actually, in the James 2, you know, that your, fire, your tongue can set on fire, you know, that just, with just, just a little bit. And he says that you can do, with your tongue, if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. Amen. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, what are we waiting for? <laughs> what are we waiting for? You need to acknowledge the importance of praising and thanking God. Because God's blessings are voice activated. Your tongue are like pass keys. Ones that, ones that unlock the doors to healing, finances, and promotion. I think the last time I preached that Cape Henry uh, threw out frogs. <laughs> I'm not going to throw out frogs tonight. But I do want to make a point. You know, like I said, your, your tongue... Tongues are like pass keys. And let's say this key here, actually this goes to my studio, my guest house. But let's say that this key here goes to healing. Okay? And let's see, we got another key over here and say this key here will unlock my finances. Maybe I'm running short of cash. Maybe I need a little this, a little of that. This is the key. Okay, maybe you need a promotion. So I'm going to give you a big one. This one's no longer any good. So I don't, I don't want to lose these. I don't want to lose these. <laughs> but my point is, your tongues are a pass key to what you want. It will unlock the door to what you need. Take my word for it. It will unlock the door. I've unlocked a lot of doors with this tongue. But I've also done some damage with this tongue. We all have. We're all guilty. Are you hearing me? Your victories reside as words in your mouth. If you don't learn anything else tonight, learn that. There is no neutral ground with your tongue. You're either speaking life or you're speaking death. 
How many of you in here tonight are tired of the devil messing with your health and your finances and your family? I am. He's been messing with my family for quite some time now. And I'm tired of it. But I'm fighting. I'm fighting every day. That's another thing that I am being consistent. Consistent with prayer over my family. And I'm calling it the way I want them to be. Speaking them into the kingdom. Speaking them out of the situation they're in. You know, you, you can't. You, you can't say much to them because they won't listen. But God, he listens. And, and, he, and, he, and they're related to me. And I'm his daughter. So he, I'm related. And so God is going to look out for me and my family and my children. But I'm going to have to call on him to help me. I can't do it. I don't have the power and authority. I do have the power and authority, but it's in my tongue. It's in my prayers. It's in my thanking him. It's in my speaking it the way I want it to be. And it's me telling the devil to take his filthy hands off of my children. It's him, me telling him to take the blinders off of my children. It's me asking God to remove the blinders and, so they can see the truth and get them off that destructive path that they're on. You can do that. And God will listen. But you have to be consistent. I wish it would happen the first time. Some things would. I've had prayers that got answered as soon as I could say amen. I've had them knock on the door. I've had prayers that's taken weeks and months and years and days and hours. But you know, always God's timing is always perfect. Always perfect. Right on time. He's never late. Hallelujah. You know, and I remind you of all the chaos and the challenges that we face every day on a daily basis. And we're going to have to open our mouths and begin confessing God's word over our situations. And know that according to Jeremiah 1.12, that God is watching over his word to perform it. But you must speak it out first. Unless you do speak it out, out unless you speak out God's word, you are tying his hands you know, maybe some of you don't think this is an important message, but I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and some more than others. And you can either take it for what, you know, for the value of it, because what I'm talking to you about tonight is how you can win your war, how you can win your battles, and you don't need atomic bombs. You can sit right in your bathroom or your living room and win any battle. But you've got to do it. Nobody can do it for you. Now, you can pray and ask a person to come into agreement with you. But you're going to have to do the praying. You're going to have to do the speaking. You're going to have to be doing the calling. I'm trying to help you. It has helped me. I, cannot, I don't have time all night to tell you how much it has helped me. And where it has brought me from, from where I was to where I am today and where, I, and where I keep speaking to where I want to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Your words are your confessions. A confession that either confirms God's word or denies the word of God. And holding fast to the word of truth is the secret of success and victory. 
Saints, you must get a new way of thinking. You've got to change the way you think. You have to get a new mindset, you know. And don't just start with your mouth. You've got to start with your thoughts. And remember that your words are first, as I said before, are thoughts. Thoughts are of the heart. They're spiritual. There are thoughts that are very dangerous. I'm going to say that again. There are thoughts that the enemy puts in you that are very dangerous, very dangerous. And Proverbs 4.23, an easy read says, Above all, be careful what you think, because your thoughts control your life. Think about that. Your thoughts control your life. That's why the Lord tells us in 2 Corinthians, as I said before, to bring, take into captivity every thought. Every thought. You know, God didn't just put those words there. You know, they said that he spoke so many words that... This world hadn't got room to hold on to books that he spoke in. So every word he chose in the Bible was of significance. It was for us to help us to survive here and to win our battles and to conquer. To overcome, to be the overcomer that he created us to be and not wimps. We're not wimps. We're born-again children of God. Our Father is the King of kings. Our, our Lord is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He owns the heavens and the earth and everything in it. He created. And he said, there's no good thing will I withhold from those that love me. No good thing will I withhold from those that love me. And while the Lord tells us in Romans, like I said, don't change your, he said, don't change yourselves to be like the people of the world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. David said in Psalms 139, he said, our father wants us to think like he does. And that means agreeing with his word. Confessing God's word has totally changed my life. And it will totally change your life too. Speaking his word has brought me through many trials with my health with my finances, and every situation. His word brought me through depression, the loss of pretty much all I had. He has delivered me and has given me back so much more than what I lost. And I did not get it just by feeling sorry for myself and sitting around and begging him. I just began to do what he asked me to do, told me to do. Saints, it's when you speak God's word and believe it not, not just saying it, but believing it in your heart and speaking it out of your mouth that your words will bring change. A good example of believing is when you believe evil things are going to come upon you in this world. And you believe that. Someone tells you a bit of juicy gossip. You believe that. Most of you believe everything you see on Facebook or Twitter or tweet and whatever. I don't Twitter and tweet. I don't know how, I guess. But <laughs> I really, I would just really rather get off of Facebook, but there's some things I need to see because of the ministry. But I'm going to let Donna handle most of that. You know, that's faith, you know. But it's faith in the wrong thing. Like you believe, you know, like you believe all this bad news that you hear on the, on the, uh, hear on the news. Most of you believe what the media says, even though that most of it's fake news just to scare you. You still believe it. Brothers and sisters, we have to believe the same way in the word, you know, same word way in the word of God, that what he says is the truth. In other words, we have to believe the same way that we have to believe God's word the same way that we are subject to believe all this other stuff. 
we somebody just a little bit of gossip did you hear so and so you know you don't even question the the source you just believe it and pass it on to somebody else you know there is a point where the power is released it's not when you're talking about your situation and it's not about when you're fretting about it it's when you're fully persuaded in your heart and you act on the word that the lord gave you i know that everybody wants it right now. I do too. There are some things I want right now. But I know I'm not going to get them right now. But you need to know that it doesn't happen when you, like I said before, when you want it to happen, it happens when you believe. Sometimes my faith level is higher than others. Sometimes I can have more faith for this than I do for that. So I have to work on that to bring my faith level up in that area. Because I know unless I believe it in my heart, I'm not going to get it. When, when did it happen to the centurion in Matthew 8.8? 8? It happened when he said, Lord, if you'll just speak the word. And he believed it. And the moment he did, something happened. You know, there's no limitations to what God can do. God is limited only by your words. He said, choose life, not death. It's up to you what you choose. If you want God to get in your mess, like I said before, then you're going to have to let God get in your mouth. And I want you to think about this. Everything, everything that is going on in your life and in your family, your circumstances is in complete relations to this, your mouth. You're probably not aware of this, but there are spirits that follow words. They're spirits that ride on your words. Those words coming out of your mouth, those destructive words, spirits are riding on them. When things are not working, the first thing you need to do, saints, is ask yourself, what have I been saying? Because you're not going to get what you, because you are going to get what you've been saying. There's no doubt about it. The devil hears you. He hears what you've been saying. He hears your confessions. And let me leave you with this bit of information on the seriousness of your words. And then maybe you will give more thought to what you say. And you can say, Amen, Pastor Joe. It's about time you finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the late Bible teacher Charles Capps found this article in the 1991 August edition of the Reader's Digest. It was entitled, Patient Knows Best. It said that a person's answer to the question, is your health excellent, good, fair, or poor, is a remarkable predictor of who will, die, who will live or die over the next four years, according to new findings. A study of more than 2,800 men and women, 65 and older, found that those who rate their health poor are four to five times more likely to die in the next four years than those who rate their health excellent. Now think about that. This was the case. This was true. Even if examinations show the respondents to be in, compa in comparable health, these findings were supported by a review of five other large studies totaling 23,000 people, which, which reached similar conclusions, according to Ellen Aller, a sociologist at Rutgers University, and uh, uh, epidemiologist, and I can't pronounce his name, of the Yale University School of Medicine. This, is also, this also holds true for your finances. It's how you see yourself. 
and the words coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Now that, now, that is really something for you to think about here tonight. It is probably worth you coming out in the rain for. This also confirms Proverbs 18.21, where it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Remember this. What you believe and what you speak not only affects your body, but it affects your immune system as well. Your mouth serves as a container. It carries either blessings or curses. This bottle here is a container. Tonight it's carrying water. Your mouth is carrying, has been carrying something today. I don't know what your mouth has been carrying, but I've been speaking to the Lord most of the day, so I know what mine's been carrying, but that's not true every day. <laughs> Even though I speak to him every day, I'm not with him all day long every day. Well, I take that back. I am because he lives in me. <laughs> but like I said, remember that your mouth serves as a container and it carries going to carry either blessings or curses. Remember what I said earlier, saints, about spirits that follow your words and ride on them and how the devil hears everything that you say? Don't give him access. Don't give him access. Watch those words. Watch every Watch every word that you speak, because I'm here to tell you that they will make a big difference in your life. And I've had people make fun of me, but I don't care, because they're the ones that are doing without, not me. Amen. You know, I'm the one that's given to them. It's not the other way around, and I'm not boasting about that. I'm just I'm boasting about the goodness of God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about following what he tells us to do. Follow his instructions and be consistent in following his instructions. instructions. And, and I know that I, for a long time, and I still do at times, if I say something that I shouldn't, you know, when I should have said something else and I'll say something I shouldn't have said, and I, and I say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That's not what I meant to say, but this is what I meant to say. And then I would say what he said, and then I would command those other words to hit the ground and not bear any fruit. There not be any harvest from those words. And you can pray over everything, even, you know, like there's nothing wrong with going to a doctor or a hospital or whatever and taking medication, but you can pray over that too. Pray over your medication. No matter what it is, pray over your medication and, and ask the Lord to bless the medicine. And, you know, and say, Lord, I ask you to bless, you know, if I was just taking this pill and I say, Lord, I pray that you will bless this medication to do what it was created to do and designed to do and bless the person that created it. And, and Father, I pray and declare there will be, I declare, there will be no ill side effects. You know, there are so many things that we can do Little things that really will amount up to be a big thing and make a difference in your life. And that's really what it's all about. Praise God. Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you for the word that you have given me to speak. I thank you, Lord, for the words of knowledge. I thank you for the words of wisdom that you have given me. And Lord, maybe I don't always get it out exactly the way you give it. But I know they're the words that you give me, maybe if it's not in the right manner in which you gave it. But Lord, I thank you for the words, and I thank you for all of those that came tonight to hear the word. And so, Father God, I pray tonight that all those that are here and those that are listening online will be more aware of the things coming out of their mouths 
that they will be more aware of what they, that they're responsible for the things that are going on, most of the things that they have, that they can change that, that there's power in the spoken word of God. And if they will speak what you say and come into agreement with you and be consistent with that word, Lord, their life will change and it will begin to change immediately, Lord. There will be immediate results. I know there will. And Father, again, we thank you for the word. Thank you for everyone that's here, Lord. And I pray a special blessing over each and every one of them. For it's in the name of Jesus, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. And we thank you for providing us with the weapon. We thank you for the word that you have provided us with, Lord. And let us be... Let us be more aware of it. Let us be, acknowledge your word more, Lord, and trust your word more and, and depend more on your word and, and our thoughts than, and, and guarding them against the enemy, Lord, so that we can protect ourselves. For it's in the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.